I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You want your file? I found you your file. You want it out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you blind. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlett. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets you shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost and wait this minute. When you and Guy come over and supper with us tonight, what do you say? Hello and welcome to another episode of The Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and can we give the Oscar to the pool lady in the bathing suit? <laughs> My name is Colin Drucker, and I would gladly accept that Oscar. Thank you. <laughs> um, the pool lady, the pool which lady. we will talk about, but uh, I, I had to just start out on a... I guess a lighter note and a somewhat, you know, heavy but yet uplifting movie. Yeah, I say. yeah, it's certainly uh, it's a lot of things. But the pool lady is indeed that. I was like, well, that's who I would play in this movie. That's been decided. Oh, yeah. uh, she was ready. She was great. <laughs> I have dogs. They bite. <laughs> yes, the corgis. Oh, the corgis. Uh, yeah, hillbilly allergy, which I think, you know, especially. I don't remember when it was announced or how long after the Oscars where Glenn lost that this was announced. But the first I ever heard about Hillbilly Elegy was as something that would be like, oh, this'll be, this'll be Glenn's Oscar. Yes. I remember hearing the same sort of context too. It was like her sort of first comeback movie or not comeback movie, but you know what I mean? And we were all kind of wanting since Olivia, Miss Olivia, who we love, um, beat her for the Oscar. We we want Glenn to get her Oscar. I'm so curious about just like hot takes. Just like, tell me how you watched this. Did you watch it more than once? Did you watch certain parts over again? Or was it a one and done thing? So I watched it. Um, I watched it last week. I think I, I was planning to watch it the same night you texted me and said, oh, I'm going to watch Hillbilly Elegy tonight. And so I feel like that was like the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, maybe. And I was like, well, I let's see. Let's find out. And so um, I watched it that night and then I rewatched most of it this morning and kind of like most the lady acting parts for the most part. Sure. Um, And I my hot take is that my going in, my concern slash prediction slash kind of, I don't know, uh, nihilistic glee uh, was around the idea of it being just like so bad. Like, sure. I, I thought, oh my God, what if this movie is just an absolute train wreck? Like, what if this is the punchline of 2020, you know? And yes. it was not. So I'll say that up front. My expectation of Hillbilly Elegy being a disaster was not met. Um, was it groundbreaking, life-changing, like that meme of Lady Gaga being like amazing, incredible, outstanding, life-changing? <laughs> She's like, throw it up, shit on yeah. it, recycle it. Exactly. <laughs> like, did I go there either? No. Uh, was it a 
So the movie, it's okay. This this hot take is spilling out of the pot a little bit. The hot take is the movie itself. I was like, okay, yeah, that was a good story. But Amy Adams and Glenn Close, I thought, good performance, bad performance, middle-of-the-road performance. These are committed performances. And I thought, however things pan out when it comes to the Oscars, etc., you can't say that Amy Adams and Glenn Close didn't show up to work every day in this movie. That is true. Very true. I like that word. I love the word commitment. I mean, that's all we're really asking for for any of our actors, uh, lady or not. But keep going, though. Keep going. Yeah. I, or is so, that kind of the your, the, your button? That, that would be the button. That take. would be the button on my hot take. I mean, now, you know, obviously we're going to dive in today, especially on, you know, on Glenn Close as, uh, you know, uh, as, as Mamaw. But, um, yes. but yeah, that's my, th- those are my opening statements, my opening hot take on Hillbilly Elegy. Yes, perfect, perfect. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how I, about you? What's your what's your experience with this movie? <laughs> yeah, uh, so I watched it twice. I watched it. I can't remember if it was on like Black Friday. I can't remember what day I texted you. Um, but yeah, I watched it once by myself, and then I watched it once last night with Keon. Um, I would say, in, in general, I really liked it. I mean, this I. I don't know what I wanted it to be. I don't really know what I was expecting it to be. I just kind of went in and, you know, let it wash over me. And I was really, the first time I watched this, I cried a lot, Colin. Mm. I cried, like, even after the movie was over, I cried for, like, five minutes just, like, in my bed. (laughs) Wow. All right. It really, really, really affected me. And I think um, what really was hitting home for some reason too, because obviously I am not born in Kentucky. I, I, I don't really relate to almost anything as far as this, the family dynamics uh, in this movie, except for the fact that just like, it's just like grandmas, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I know we talk about ants. I know we talk about moms a lot here on the BSA pod, but we haven't really talked about grandmas Yeah, and just, I, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but the, I'm so glad in that one scene um, where JD is driving back to college and he's talking to Usha on the phone too. And he's just like talking about how much the thing that kills me about Mama is that I never got to tell her how much she means to me. And mm. it's just, I, I for, for some reason that like just completely, it could be like a throwaway line, but like it is a really touching moment. He's like in his car and driving and stuff, but I really felt that. And I um, was just really, uh, I don't know. I don't. And I, I cried definitely the second time when that happened again, too. But, you know, when you watch a movie, you don't, like, allow yourself to, like, go there as much. Sometimes. Right. Right. You're and less, it's not like, that I'm afraid. Invested. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I had to kind of, like, hold back some tears and stuff. But uh, the emotional impact this movie had was definitely um, a surprise, like, in a good way for me. Mm-hmm. I was really, really... Um, and there's something about just like the journey of JD and just kind of seeing how he could have almost went down the same path as Amy Adams and Mama turned him around and we have Glenn Close to thank for that. But um, yeah, as far as, I mean, obviously we're more concerned, uh, not more concerned, but we're, we'll be talking about the performances today too. So I, I, I agree. Keon was saying last night too, he's like, Glenn Close is like, almost a cartoon but it like works for me which reminds me a lot of like melissa leo and the fighter you know what i mean so i'm i'm hoping that those notes of 
whatever both Glenn and Melissa are doing are is enough to get her an Oscar. I know I'm like I I I if here's my thing. I know I'm blabbing on here, but this is this is my button. Sing out. If Laura Dern the Dern principle here. If Laura mm-hmm. Dern can win an Oscar for Marriage Story, Glenn Close can win an Oscar for this. I mean, that is, honestly. That is my statement, my thesis here. Yeah, I, I think... And it, go. Yes, no, <laughs> I, I think that is a fair point of, like, if if that was considered the best supporting actress performance of 2019, there is no reason we can't say Glenn isn't the best supporting actress performance of 2020. I yes. I agree. You know, it's funny when you, you you make a really good point that like Glenn and Keon makes a really good point that it is almost a cartoon character, and yeah. and the fact that she walks that line without fully spilling over is impressive because I think like this kind of character. Yes, I think of there's a the category of women we've talked about on this podcast. It would be Glenn Close in Hillbilly Elegy. I mean, we could even say also Amy Adams as well because we're certainly going to sure. talk about her. But it also yeah. makes me think of, yeah, Melissa Leo in The Fighter. It makes me think of Allison Janney and I, Tanya. It makes yes. me think of Amy Ryan and Gone Baby Gone. Oh, like, yeah. That brand. Some of our favorite performances, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah that uh, Monique and Precious, you know, yes. like that brand of character um, is is sort of quintessential in terms of getting an award. Like watching a woman play that kind of woman is yes. is a really interesting transformation and i think the added layer of it being a grandma i mean how many best supporting grandmas do we have out there you know somebody yeah. get me a tally of <sighs> best supporting BSGs. grandmas some bsgs <laughs> <laughs> oh man i yeah i i agree i think watching it again you know, I was certainly like, like I knew from the first watch, I was like, Amy Adams, Amy, goddamn Adams, like, mm-hmm. holy shit. But, you know, that was almost a given. With Glenn, I was like, just like watching her work, I was like, this woman has figured out how how this lady walks, how she talks, how she holds a cigarette, how she wears her glasses, like, she's completely transforming into this woman. Yeah. And I just like... That's, yeah, that's got to be good enough, you know? It's, yeah, it has to be. And yeah. I, first of all, I want to be Mama for like Halloween. I want to be oh. Mama like every day. Like the, What a the, great Halloween costume. <laughs> <laughs> Just hobbling up the street uh-huh. asking for candy and like burning kids with cigarettes, you know? Yeah. Uh, she, I mean, I think in ways too, like she's a larger than life character and I, I I know I don't personally know anyone like that in my life too but like I know there are people like that come close to that like my grandfather was like a, my, on my mom's side was like a larger than life sort of personality N- nowhere near the same sort of brand as mama but um I I just imagine like part of me in the second watch was like you know what she said? I don't give a rat fart what you're smoking. Oh. And like all that. I think those are probably real life mama sayings. Yes. I guarantee it. Yeah. And I was like, of course that lady would say this. And, you know, like kiss my like, Ruby, bright Ruby red, red ass. ass. Ruby red ass. Yeah. yeah. I was like, ugh. I was like, they're they're overdoing it here. But also I was like, no, this is like exactly what this woman would say. She's just like, she has a Rolodex of just like sayings and phrases and things to call people and I'm I'm in I really yeah. am yeah it's and it, and it is kind of like having to accept that that this lady is 
a bit of an eccentric. Like, I think that's part of it with characters like this is that, well, you know, because at one point Bev even says, like, when JD wants to go live with her, she's like, you, she's crazy. She's been crazy my whole life. You want to go live with that crazy witch? And granted, Beverly's, you know, probably projecting a little bit. But there's also probably some truth in that, that that Mamaw's life has driven her a little mad, you know, and has has yeah. worn her down a bit that, like, she is kind of a kooky old lady who loves the Terminator or loves Terminator 2 and, like, you know, has those expressions that she's been saying for 40 years. And I think when you accept that the person that that, that actor is playing is an eccentric, it's easy to let go of worrying about, oh, is this over the top? Is this realistic? Because some people are just like this. Some people are weird birds. There's a lot of crazy old ladies, and I use crazy with a lot of love, a lot of crazy old ladies like Mama all over this great nation. (laughs) Yeah, and and I think that what's important about it, too, is I maybe I wish there was a little bit more, but I also do accept, like, I'm, I'm, I will... I will take on, not take on. I'm like, thank you, Ross. Um, <laughs> I will accept the like the balance that they've sort of presented to us of her also being pretty nurturing, like mm-hmm. her giving the, the the boy next door the ribs. Yes. at the beginning, yeah. I was like, yes, Mama. It's like she is probably legendary in Kentucky. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's probably a dozen Mamas that I would just love to like smoke a cigarette with and like drink a bottle of whiskey on the front porch. With. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like even though there is like, oh, she's a bit of an eccentric lady, it's like, it's not that you couldn't sit on the porch and have a drink with her or play gin with her and she's totally present. Like, I think, or that she doesn't have like good intentions. Like, I think everything that happens in that car scene with the calculator and like the, the, Oh yeah. The transformation she has there of just being like, basically like, like explaining without fully explaining, like, this is why I'm so tough on you. This is the only way to keep you on the right course potentially out of here. It's like, you realize like she, she may be very, like, she's never going to, never going to get out of this town, never going to get out of this life. She's mired in it, but she's aware that it, that, his life will be better if he gets out of this. Like she knows she's self-aware of the world she lives in. Like she knows that this isn't working and he could do better. And I think that elevates her from just being like granny from Beverly Hillbillies, you know? Yeah. I, I think it's a line from Hamilton too. It's like, um, she's planting seeds that she'll never see grow. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, which, which is beautiful. And I, I just, I mean the calculus, Oh my God! The math test scene where, oh. where she uh, she goes and sits. I thought she was gonna oh. hang it on the fridge, and I I wanted her to hang it on the fridge, but that honestly was like one of the moments for me among others. Um, but I I just thought that was so. I think like the restraint there too, because you want Mama to like give him a hug. Mm-hmm. You just like, and I know that he wants that too, because he got the highest grade in the class. And I, but the way that she just says, okay keep it up like keep going yeah, yeah. like that's it, it's enough for her and i it's i i wouldn't even though i want more from mama in that in that moment like that's exactly how she would react and then she just like sits in her recliner and looks at it Ugh. Ugh. you know i it's, can't it's funny some of the choices she makes and this character makes it it reminds me of meryl streep in doubt there's that one yeah. point where she's having the meeting with with 
Sister James, uh, Amy Adams, of course. And <laughs> sure, yeah. She has that line of like, you would give anything for a shred of mercy right now. Like, you'd give anything for me to just be nice to you right now. And yes. and I I think like I get that feeling. Like I I empathize with that of like, oh god, just be nice to me. You know, like just wanting yes. like the tough old character to soften up. And and like mm-hmm. wh- I wanted the same thing. I wanted Mamma to throw her arms around him, but it was like. I understood. I, I I I understood why she didn't. Why she didn't let that be enough. But I like that we got to see her through the like, you know, through the glass, through that like murky glass on the other side, sitting in her old recliner, just like looking at the test. I thought that was like a uh, great moment. I'm so glad they showed it. And speaking of things that I'm so glad they showed, if you are in any doubts of like. I don't know, the car- the cartoony quality of like, or maybe some people. Here's the thing. I'm going on eight different tangents at once here. I have not read or listened to any podcasts or read any reviews yet on Hillbilly Elegy. Because I'm, one, I'm afraid to because I, I have my own thoughts and I want, <laughs> I want them to like, I need Glenn. In a perfect world, Glenn and Amy would have Oscars for this. But I know it's a tough year. We have Ma Rainey's Black Bottom oh, coming yeah. out soon. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a great year, which which is not... I'm not complaining about that either, too. But I feel like those are some of the early buzzwords, like maybe over the top or something like that. I, I, I try not to read as anything if I could avoid it. But in the last, uh, you know, five minutes in the credits, I guess, too, they show real-life clips of these characters and... You cannot tell me that Glenn Close is not Mama, and like, and in the way that she, like, there's a um, a clip of her like pulling a wagon in a driveway, mm-hmm. and like the way that Glenn Close found her walk, it is about the walk. Yeah, and they like, it's almost like they patted her. They gave her like a little bit of a hump. They gave her like a bigger like boobs, and they gave her like, uh, I don't know, but it's it just is perfect, and it reminds me of. Um, the fighter when they showed like Christian Bale's real character yeah. in real life. I don't think they showed Melissa Leo like I think his they, mom. Did I don't. They? I don't remember. For some, I'm I'm remembering that they did, but I can't tell you what she looked like. But I'm feeling like I had a similar experience of like, whoa, yeah. that's really what that lady looked like. Yeah. Um, Same with I, Amy Adams. It's perfect casting. Yeah. Oh, the perfect ca- casting. crazy good casting. I agree. When they show those pictures at the end, I was like. Okay, like this is really accurate. I I think one of the things that stood out to me the most with Glenn, because uh, you know we're definitely on a first name basis with Glenn at this point, uh, <laughs> it's true. is the the costuming is so eerily accurate and like nuanced in that she had the oversized t like faded mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. uh, thrift store t shirts you know always with like some birds or American flag on it or some shit like that. And then her pants, it's like they're not jeans. They're like denim print pants, you know? Like they're yes, not actually yes. denim. And then old white, you know, Reeboks. And I was like, that is the way these clothes sit on her and the body that she has with however they've created that illusion is so – like that jumped out to me. I was like, wow. The, the effort to be like – pitch perfect in the details about this and how these people look and how they carry themselves and the homes they live in. I was like, this is, uh, as much as I, I, you know, could recognize this is, this looks very accurate. Uh, and the reason, like, I mean, I didn't grow, I grew up in New Jersey, let's be real, but I went to school in, I went to college in upstate New York in Ithaca and parts of upstate, or as I say, Western New York up there, 
parts of that of of the state up there you might as well be in Kentucky or, you know, you know, even in the South, like it's, mm-hmm. it's got its own hill country. And yeah, Ithaca was just kind of this snow globe in the middle of it. But, you know, there were lots of locals and townies and folks from outside Ithaca that you would see in the Walmart or whatever. And this is exactly what they looked like. Yeah. I think that one of the most, I guess cartoony, I hate using that word now because I, I just like it. I don't want to let it diminish Glenn's performance, but like I, the most cartoony thing that she wears is the glasses. But yeah. those are the glasses. Like are, once you yeah. see, once you see the footage, you're like, oh yeah, those are, those are exactly it. The, I'll call them the, the Estelle Getty glasses as Dublin Zoetrope would say. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Uh, stop or my Mima will shoot. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. I... <laughs> I can't with him. He's great. Um, but I guess it's like, um, I know we kind of really went hard in, into Glenn here, too. So uh, do you want to pivot? Do you want to talk about other people in the cast before we get to Amy? What's our what's on the agenda today here? How do you want to how do you want to go about this? Well, you know, I would love to I would cer- I'd love to talk about Amy. I'd love to yes. just kind of acknowledge Amy. I think uh, I think there's certainly some room to at least acknowledge uh, Haley Bennett as Lindsay. Um, yes, I think that the char- shoe store scene, the shoe oh store goodness. scene, and that character. Like I, I kept thinking of the sister in Home for the Holidays, and like the idea yes. of J- is it uh, Jane? No, oh, I can't. Or I can't remember what her name was. I'm getting my wires crossed. I Go know, ahead, yeah. yeah, but um, y'all know who we're talking about. The sister, the sister, Cynthia Stevenson's character, um, Joanne. Uh, yes, that's that, the idea of the sister who stays behind or the sister who stays local. And I thought, oh, it's funny we mentioned like best supporting grandmas because I feel like there's an episode of best supporting sisters we need to have as well. Yeah. Ooh, I love it. Um, love that. And and somewhere on that list, I'd like there to be Laura Linney playing someone's sister because I kept thinking this is a great <laughs> Laura Linney kind of role. It is, yes. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean – that movie, The Savages, with Philip Seymour uh-huh. Hoffman, she plays. She's a great sister in that. And yeah, she, yeah, yeah. Okay. I feel, yeah, I love that idea. There's that movie. I think she's more leading, but you can count on yeah, me. True. I think. I think Savages she might be more supporting, but you can count on me might be more leading, but also a great sister role. Laura Linney playing a sister. Uh, that's its own a episode. Mood. That's a mood <laughs> yeah. and an episode. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's worth at least mentioning Frida Pinto just because I like Frida Pinto, but. Yes, same. I'd say Usha, it's a lot of being concerned on the phone, you know? It is. And she's always on speakerphone, even for like the early 2000s or whenever this was. I was like, that's an interesting choice to have her always on speaker. Yeah, I don't know why I noticed that the second time around. I was like, it's just interesting. It's just something that like people that are 60 years old and above do <laughs> but right. whatever right it's fine it's like okay sure I, observation I, if this is what made the the many phone calls in the movie you know easier to film then i won't fight sure, them. yeah i yeah. guess that's true yeah yeah um but yeah i mean she was i haven't really seen her in much else other than slumdog millionaire so i can't say Same. much about frida pinto but yeah i was happy to see her so oh yeah um oh, yes. so let's uh Let's talk about Amy Adams. Let's talk mm. about you know what what we've kind of danced around Amy Adams, but what's your take on this performance and in comparison to some of the other Amy Adams performances we've seen? Like where does this fall in comparison to June Bug? Ooh, is really the question. A, a, I know, yeah, on a scale of one to June Bug. Yes. Um, yes. I I 
A great question. Um, because Junebug is so, I'm just thinking of Junebug. I'm thinking of Doubt. I'm thinking mm-hmm. of even, I mean, Enchanted. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, no, that's she, always high on the list with her. Yeah. Yeah, it's like she can really do whatever she wants. And like, and she has done it as far as like the body of work that she's given us um, is not unlike Glenn Close, like as far as like Fatal Attraction and then Cruella DeVille and mm-hmm. then playing that one guy in Hook for like two right, seconds, right, the boo box scene. Right, the right. Boo box. Um, it's like, I think both of these actresses are chameleons in their own way too. And I would, I mean, this is definitely top five or even top three, mm-hmm. I would say. I, 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 I don't, I would say probably top three. This is definitely the, the time, the first time I watched it and this time I watched it, I was like in any year, if like, if it happened to be like a weak year or something like that, both of these actresses would win. And we love a good leading actress, supporting actress win. Oh, yes, um, absolutely. I love a Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf scenario at the Oscars. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I also think like this, there's so much to sort of mine with this character. And I, I actually really, really quite like all the flashbacks. I know sometimes maybe, and I'm wondering if that's maybe something that people um, could, you know, go off on but i think it works really well because you get to see just like glenn there are moments of tenderness there are moments of like quote unquote being a good mom i would say Mm -hmm. but it's 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 um i don't it's probably like 85 15 you know what i mean in this movie because she does it's hard to watch it really is i just wanted someone to save her i mean any watching anyone whether it's in your life um, or someone you know struggle with addiction is of course extremely difficult and watching it on um or her in this role too it's like i it's definitely unlike anything that i've seen her in i i know that colin and i have both not seen sharp objects but i feel like yeah. that's maybe you know different character same avenue um sort of thing like i feel like that's there's some heavy stuff in there as well um and Patricia Clarkson's in that too. I don't know how we haven't watched. I Colin, know, but you know, I know. You know. I feel like we need to have a, a sharper, a sharper objects, <laughs> sharper image. Sharp- uh, yeah, a sharper <laughs> image episode uh, where we somehow exactly. talk about sharp objects sold at the sharper yes. image. Yeah. Yes. Um, um, but no, I loved her in this. I really did. I, it's like there, are, there are some moments where. Here's what I loved about watching that like real life footage too is that like, I was like, is Amy Adams too? what's the word like too pretty or too pure Mm, or too mm -hmm. kind or because like that's some of the danger of like what she's done before like especially but then once you saw her in real life too it's like she kind of has that tanya harding energy you know what i mean yeah that's exactly Um, what i was getting was that tanya harding vibe Yeah. yeah and i was like okay this works there is like sometimes if i had like one complaint it's actually with that um that scene that's in the trailer where Glenn is like, someone's going to have to step in. And when Amy Adams, and it's not her fault at all. Sometimes when she yells, she gets a little bit shrill, I guess, because of her voice. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted her to get a little bit more like gritty, but that's not her fault at the same time. That's just like me being super picky about like, (laughs) I'm like, Amy, can you sound, can you just scream differently? You know, it's, that's dumb for me to say, but I mean, a lot of just these tender moments and nuances of her, like, just lying on the bed and crying and just, uh, I don't know, begging her son for a urine test or urine sample, like, all of those other things. I, I And, of course, I wrote some stuff down, but as far as, even though this hot take has been going on for, like, three minutes of mine, um, 
I I loved her in this. I really did. And I think it's like a strong contender, of course, for leading actress. And I, I, I would love to see her win for this. I, I We're all just rooting for her anyway. But those are my thoughts. Yeah, I I think that this is probably and now and I'll and I'll amend this by saying that speaking of things I haven't seen that I should have seen, I haven't seen Arrival yet. So I know that that's Ooh, yeah. big high on the list for Amy Adams performances. So if we take that out, I think that this and Junebug are mm-hmm. like tentpole performances in her career. Yeah. Like I really think I mean Junebug is still like just I don't know. There's just something about that that is just magical. It's yeah, just, it's like it, untouchable in a yeah. way too. Yeah, yeah, it really like, is. I I can't even find something to compare it to because it's just such a great performance. It's uh and and such a surprise. And you know, there's with this, it's like well, we already know who Amy Adams is. She's a six time Oscar nominee when she shows up in Hillbilly Elegy. So there's an expectation with Junebug. There's no expectation, you know. And so there's that yes. too. But I. I was just like blown away by mm-hmm. how she transformed the older that she played in the movie, like oh, the yeah. more that she started to disappear. Uh, and by the time they got to that last scene in the motel, I was like, it was, it was like seeing Charlize Theron and monster. It was like, Oh my God, like you are, yes. you are a totally different person right now. And it was just really incredible. I also really love that scene. I guess when she, she tries to cut her wrists or something, you know, earlier mm. and, and she's out in the street screaming and she has that one line where she, she screams at Lindsay, like he was my father, he was my dad. And there's yeah. just that moment. I was like, Oh God, Amy, this is, Oh my God, you are wringing yourself out right now. It's yeah. It's a tour de force. It really, it really is. is. And now I saw the trailer from Ma Rainey's black bottom. And I think that like, it's going to be hard to beat Viola Davis just from the trailer. I know. But, I know. I mean, what a, like, that, it's what pretty. What a great problem to have. Yeah, it's pretty incredible to have, like, just alone these two performances stacked up against mm-hmm. each other. Like, I think for as much, as much of a shit show as 2020 has been, I think it'll be interesting from a, you know, pulling the best of the best from movies and performances from this year that, the way some of these best actress performances are shaping up, it's like, oh my God, like this is, we've had other years where it's like, eh, give it to Sandra Bullock. This is like, (laughs) this is hotly contested already. So if she doesn't win, I won't be shocked, but um, I agree. Any other year, both Glenn and Amy Adams would be shoo-ins. Yeah. uh, One of the Amy Adams scenes that I just, I, I I cried both times when this happened, when I watched it, is because it's, I mean, we have to talk about, um, let me look up his name here, Owen Atstalis, I'm sorry, Owen. Atstalos, I mean, Atstalos. Yeah, yeah, he plays young JD as mm-hmm. well, too. What a great little actor he is. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I always say little, but like, because he's a teenager now, and obviously he's older, but the scene where he makes that little workbook for her while she's in rehab mm-hmm. of just like stuff to do and puts like puzzles and like little, you know, like Cosmo articles and then like some Bible verses. I thought that was so sweet. And I just, ugh. and the way that she responds to that, she has this like inhale where mm. she almost just like loses it. But then she composes herself and just says like, I love you. And just like her voice shakes a little bit. It's, perfect yeah and i think that you know 
we were saying before about Amy Adams casting and like, is she, will she be able to kind of transcend the, the more, I don't know, gentle energy that she carries to play this woman. And I think what made sense about casting her is, is these moments that are genuine. And like, I think of that moment, I think of, you know, when she was, you know, when she was a nurse and she was working with that one patient was being really like, you know, before she took her pills um, and like, was yeah. just like being a, a genuine, warm, nice person. And like uh, she and has a good nurse yeah. and a good nurse. a nurse. Like, I think that's, what's really sad about Bev is that we're, mm-hmm. we repeatedly see her potential for good. We repeatedly see how the narrative makes sense that she was second in her class, that she was, she had all the, like, she had, you know, the the smarts and the personality and and the, you know, uh, I don't know, just the the ability to get out of this town. But you know, she got sidelines, you know, in in all the ways that people get sidelined trying to get out of lives like that. And mm-hmm. um, and I think that's what makes her both likable and kind of more tragic, and also makes Amy Adams a great choice of casting her. Is that. There is a very Amy Adams type person underneath the Melissa Leo that we see of Beth. Yes, you know. Yes, and I yeah, I, and I guess that's the genius behind it, like you just said, because it, it it's you see her when, especially when she's younger, obviously, and it's like she toes the line. It's like a flip of a switch between like beautiful young woman. Mm-hmm. and like junkie or just like someone who and and eventually you see her like because she's not much older than these kids uh too because i think she got also got pregnant when she was younger i think she was talking about mama i guess when she got yes. pregnant at 13 at that beginning too and the way that glenn close looks at her is great <laughs> oh yeah yeah that moment was great because yeah i think i think bev maybe got pregnant like Right after high school, or I, because she graduated high school. Not that she couldn't be pregnant and graduate, but often that's not what happens uh, for, you know, folks like her. And so sure. maybe it was like right after high school she got pregnant, but yeah, Mamaw was 13. Yeah. And just the rage of Amy Adams, the anger issues. Like the first time I watched it, I was like, okay, this is crazy how she went from like zero to 60 over nothing. But like, of course, let's like people with anger issues, like it, it does take the dog peeing on the carpet to set them off and then Mm -hmm. just like go bananas for like five minutes and just like really kind of, because there's so much resentment for her kids as far as like the opportunities that they have. Um, Or, you know, as far as even JD and going off to Yale and everything like I, she is so mean to them. And I, I just, I, I feel for JD, like you're rooting for JD the whole time, but at the same time, the power of Amy Adams, you are rooting for her, even though mm-hmm. she's been terrible to everyone around her. Like, I think that that just speaks to the casting as well. Yeah, there's that one scene when they try to take her to the rehab clinic and then she leaves after she Ooh, starts to pay. Yes. And she gets in the car and we just see these shots of her sitting in the car. And I thought, oh, God, like, I. I feel so bad for this woman. Like, what an awful place to be. Like, she's just sitting there, just, yeah, in, in angry, in some ways, doesn't even know what she's mad about anymore, and she's, you know, struggling with addiction, and she's stuck, and, like, you know, she has that line of, like, you know, I just had a bad month, you know, and and says that line, oh, like, yeah. you know me. How like, many times, yeah. Right, right. Like, she said that in the movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's, I really, I, 
and I obviously a lot of this is also meant to be kind of a commentary on on things like opioid addiction in you know mm-hmm. Appalachian parts of the country. I don't know what the term is, sure. but like you know it, that that's obviously a huge issue as well that she's an example of and. It made me think about that and how widespread that is and how Bev is like one of just thousands of people who mm-hmm. are struggling and living this life. And there really is no way out. I mean, there's no yeah. one when when they go back to that that apartment where I guess she's living or whoever that guy is. He's uh, throwing all Ray. His, Ray. That scene, it just made me think, oh, my God, like this is the this is the setting of their life every day. You know, yeah. this like these rundown houses, these this rundown Main Street. Um, like, what is there to do? Where do you go? Who's checking on you? Who's like, I? It's such a forgotten part of the country. I feel like, and mm-hmm. I really, I didn't. I, I just felt so kind of like aware of that suddenly, and like sure, you know, and thinking, God, there's no solution to this. This is just. This is. This is not a. a an insignificant part of this country is like people whose lives look exactly like this. And, and, you know, we kind of see in the present of the movie, this, like everything takes place over one day and it, and it, it's interesting how nothing gets resolved that day, you know, like this isn't the day where finally she gets clean or he finally gets through to her or like something happens nothing really changes and it just kind of goes on. And I thought that was really fascinating that like, that's what's true for a lot of these people is like, even a day like that, so much can happen and still nothing really changes. You know, at the end of the day, you know, Bev is still, you know, crying in a motel room and Lindsay's got to go clean her up. And like, it's going to be a while before any of that changes, you know, eventually Bev does get sober, but like that's, you know, we don't see that in the movie. We get like, that little little title card at the end, and I'm like, oh, thank God, you know. I know it's such a sigh of relief. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. I, I mean, that hotel scene too. I mean, we'll get to that because that's near the end. But even just like the switching of the guards, as far as or changing of the guards of of Lindsay and JD, grown up Lindsay and JD, of just like, all right, your turn. Yeah, they hug it out, and then she goes, and then he goes back. It's it's. I mean, I I kind of want to talk about Lindsay. First of all, maybe you can answer. I can also look this up on IMDb. I have it right in front of me. But is young is is there a difference between young Lindsay and adult Lindsay? Because no. if if not, um, they're the same person. Okay, cool. Because yeah. I swear they like. I guess they just maybe padded her up a little bit for like adult Lindsay. But <laughs> they did a really good job because Keanu and I were going back and forth and we're like, she looks exactly like her. Like yeah, yeah. No, but, I'm okay. Cool. I'm pretty sure that they just used the same Lindsay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um, Which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She was. I mean, uh, just like yeah, seeing seeing Lindsay's life like it's interesting we Lindsay's life is kind of this b story or even the c story through the movie because you know we see them coming back from kentucky and kevin's there and and then to kind of find out through the narrative that she ends up marrying kevin and having kids with him and like but you know throughout the movie we see her saying like oh i'm never gonna have kids and you don't know how much you know kevin's really gonna be in her life like what we kind of see in the background is Lindsay settling into life in this part of the country and life in this town and like what her life is and like mm-hmm. <clears throat> when her mother says to her like when she says i'm not gonna have kids and her mother says no that's just what girls do that's just what happens yes it's it's kind of fascinating to see that 
that is literally what happened. And, and Lindsay's life kind of cemented herself, cemented itself here. And it's not necessarily a miserable life or a sad life or like a, 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 a bad life. But um, I like that there's that level, that narrative too, that like, you know, they have a house, you know, she's married, they've just kids. It seems like she has a decent relationship and, you know, it's not perfect. It, she probably would want a lot of things to be different, you know, everything aside mm-hmm. from like taking care of her mother. But there's also that too, that there are people who live in these small towns and live in these kind of quote unquote small lives that, you know, aren't necessarily tragic either. Like, yeah, you know, I think, I think yes. that's important to see that, that like, she's not living a tragic life. Yeah. I, I think I hate the phrase. It is what it is, what it is, but she says something very similar to that. Like, there's something there was something a little tragic about JD going to that shoe store where she works. I feel like she has like yeah. three jobs and this is just one of them and then like to cap like to end the scene on a button of like that manager saying, Lindsay, register. Yeah, yeah. But also the way she walks over, I love the choice of like, okay, all right, I'm going. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 almost like I know, but it's not like, oh my god, my life is in shambles right now right. it's it's just like she's making the best of it and i he said she said what does she say to him she's like it's just how it is i think that's what she yeah, says yeah but she yeah. knows what she has to do go ahead no i think that's what it was like that's just how it is like i that was one of those like oh this is a laura linney moment like this is laura yeah. linney would eat this scene for breakfast and save some for lunch you know mm-hmm. uh I, yeah and i think um as far as just I, I do love that Lindsay does, even though she's, you know, the main, the primary caretaker for her mom while uh, JD's away too. It's like, she does have boundaries. She won't let them stay. She won't let, um, you know, Amy Adams, uh, Bev. I love that her name's Beverly, by the way. That's a great choice. Yeah, it's a great. Yeah. I mean, um, it worked out that that was the real life name. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's great. <laughs> um, that she won't let her stay in the house with the kids. Like she's yeah. like, I will help her, uh, in any other way. But, um, it does seem like even that one scene where they are going to see if they can get a room for her. Um, mm-hmm. and she, she leaves the party and she's like, get me out of here. Just yeah. like escaping suburbia and just like riding in a car for like 30 minutes is sometimes all that you need as a mom and just get it. Mm-hmm. Obviously I'm not a mother, but I, I would imagine you would need a break every once in a while, even though you're in the process of taking care of someone else just to remove yourself from right. it. Right. Just to, to come up that, for air. Yeah. For 30 minutes, no one is going to interrupt me and go, mom, I need something. Yeah. 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 I mean, she also she has also that line uh, outside the rehab clinic where she says, you know, like, I'm trying to forgive her. And, you know, you're going to have to forgive her if you want to get out of whatever you're trying to get out of. Yeah, I think that's loved that. And I think that's what really cemented her as not tragic to me. Like, I agree. She probably has multiple jobs, would love to have, uh, you know, a different house or, you know, a million things down the line that she'd love to have that she doesn't have. But I think the the wisdom that she's figured out from the situation, mm-hmm. like recognizing it's like, I, the only way that she can kind of keep helping her mother is like a setting those boundaries and B like figuring out how to forgive her. And I think that's a huge statement. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And that one scene with, um, it's mama and Lindsay after like young JD, like crashes mama's car. Mm-hmm. Um, She's and Mama says, you know, he's not your responsibility 
or and and then but then she asks like well who is mm-hmm. like or who's responsible for him or something like that too because it's and then Glenn doesn't have an answer because she knows it's Amy Adams but like that's not going to happen at least yeah. at that point yeah and that like this is when she's going to have to step in and I I yeah. uh I mean you know the scene of her like tearing out all the 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 lines the hospital and storming away like it's such a movie moment that I was like. I'll I'll believe that this happened because it's almost a little it's a little too much. Like that was one of the moments where I was like, okay, like the inspirational Hans Zimmer music, her hobbling away through the hospital, you know, nobody seems to be stopping her. Uh like the will of Mamma. I was like, okay, I'll buy this moment because I'm gonna assume it actually happened, you know? Oh yeah. Like I totally agree with you because I was like I one that always like gives me the willies, like anyone taking like things out of their <sighs> arms and then just like walking away i'm like blood Ugh. Ugh. um yeah i know it's but i as far as like jd writing this book and picturing like how did you know how did mama leave the hospital like of course she's gonna leave in a mama sort of way mm-hmm. um so it is like you said it is forgivable but also like yeah but also uh, speaking of Hans zimmer i loved this score yeah i thought it was so perfect and like beautifully written or composed we'll say mm-hmm. um to kind of capture like there's a lot of really like interesting like industrial sounds as they're like in the first like 15 yeah. minutes and just like it's really desolate at times too like i i mean i love a good hans zimmer score but this was i think it really elevated it and it, it like i noticed it like right away too same i and i even like when it started i was like oh this i think is that her is that Hans? Is that her? <laughs> Is that Hans? Yeah. And then um, I saw it pop up. But I yeah, I loved the opening uh, credits. Like all of everything. There was that, you know, there's the act one of them all, at, you know, at the the holler or whatever they were, you know, in the woods. But then sure. the the driving into town, I love that montage of seeing what Mamaw saw of like the town kind of coming to life around this factory and the way the music played into that scene. It Like it was just like, that was, I definitely noticed the score immediately. Then I was like, oh, I love this. I love this look back at like a factory town in Ohio in its prime, you know? Yeah. Cause it was beautiful. It was so, it was just like, and, and sad and that like, oh my God, like, and obviously we see it, but we see the way that, you know, obviously the factory shuts down and the town shuts down. And mm-hmm. I just thought that was, that transformation is always so fascinating to me is like towns that, you know, like, I don't know, like Allentown, you know, steel towns, like towns uh, that have been like built up around an industry, I guess Pittsburgh as well, right? Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, yeah, steel city, steel city, and like how that it has to transform as the industry industry transforms. Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, I like the stories of more like a Pittsburgh that kind of like finds its its new narrative, but then there's other towns that just die and it's like and yet people still live there i just yes i'm fascinated in a sort of like you know fascinated like looking through my fingers like kind of horrified and fascinated that it happens you know yeah just how could how could someone stay but there there are roots i would imagine Mm -hmm. and especially when you when you take those roots from you know uh kentucky to go to ohio like that's that's where you stay you don't move again yeah I i just like that thought process and how people navigated that. It's it's interesting. I um there was something about the montage that was really I can't remember, but uh it's it's out of my head. Oh. But I, I wanted to ask you, what did you think of um 
Gabriel Basso uh, as older. I mean, first of all, hubba hubba. Yeah. If I'm <laughs> hubba hubba. I was like, well, first of all, uh, I, I, I'll stay on the phone with him for as long as he needs. No big deal. Yeah, I'll let him make pancakes for me any day. Absolutely. And he can call it whatever he wants. Syrup, syrup, <laughs> just pour it on me, Gabriel. But, I know. <laughs> um, He's such a sweet boy. Yeah, I really liked him. I liked his, I like, you know, kind of, I think the transformation from young JD to older JD and just like how they carry themselves. Oh, and yeah. I was like, that That was really impressive. Uh, yes. I was trying to figure out where I recognized him from. And then I realized that speaking of Laura Linney, he played her son on the big C. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so I've never seen that. Oh, but, um, the first season is I have. I think it kind of went downhill after that. But the first season sure. is great. Uh, nice. So, okay. yeah, I really liked him. He, you know, it's funny. He and the younger JD, the, the casting was so specific that I was like, this is what uh, I have to say it and we'll see how it sounds. I feel like this is what people look like in that part of the country. Like, there's just yeah, certain I get features it. that, like, yes. There's certain, I mean, and I'm sure there's a number of reasons why, like, why certain people in certain parts of the country have similar features even though they're not like related like just in terms of the mm -hmm. types of nationalities the types of ethnicities that live in that area and like the just there must be all sorts of reasons why we don't have tons of of little white kids in new york who look like that you know what i mean yeah i know what you're saying like the doughy sort of teenage adolescent yeah. boy yeah yeah mm -hmm. like it just when i saw i when i saw both of them i was like yeah the young jd i was like yeah this looks like a kid who grew up in that part of the country, in that part of the, like, you know, the the socioeconomic, you know, scale. Like, he looks accurate. I believe this kid was pulled from the streets of, of Middletown or wherever it was from. Yes. Um, and then Gabriel Basso is like, yeah, and that's what he grows up to look like. And that's how he talks. And that's how he carries himself. And, um, and he still loves fried bologna sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, which I can't say I've ever had or need to have. You know, I've had them. I've had them before. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, they're great. My dad. You want to hear something really crazy, Colin? Yeah. In, in Pittsburgh, we have a couple. You know, words that we change around because in Pittsburgh we call shopping carts buggies. Of course. Um, in Pittsburgh we call bologna jumbo. And jumbo. that is like how it is ordered at the deli counter. I need a half a pound of jumbo. That is exactly what you say. And if you actually ordered bologna, I don't, I'm not sure people would know what it is in Pittsburgh. Wow. And it's always been jumbo to me. And I did not know that until I went off to college. I think I like said it in front of a group of friends because, you know, everyone's from everywhere at college. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe we'll get some jumbo or something like that. And they were like, what? So yeah, a fried jumbo sandwich. My dad always used to make them for me when we were kids. Wow. No, does it uh, does it taste like something else that might be familiar? Like, does it taste? Yeah, like I mean, I'm, it's it's pretty. I mean, it's kind of like in the ham family. It's almost like a hot dog, but like. <laughs> in a thin sheet if that makes sense and i okay. will say which sounds disgusting but i mean i love hot dogs um i would say it's very similar to ham and actually probably fried bologna or fried jumbo in this case is probably the best form of it like it's 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 kind of crispy and it's sort of like ham but it's kind of not and it's super inexpensive um huh. and he would just like you know put toast some bread and like <laughs> i might even put like a little ketchup on it and uh, it was great I haven't had one in a while, but I, I sort of relate it to that. I feel like I'm like in New Jersey and I know in like <clears throat> parts like like 
Eastern Pennsylvania. Are do you, are you familiar with pork roll? No. Okay. Sometimes it's known as Taylor ham as well, but like pork roll is, is the name. Uh, I think pork roll is similar. I think that there's probably, and I really like pork roll. I grew up with pork roll and it's the same thing where you fry it in a pan and it gets kind of crispy and it's, mm. and it's, you know, it's great on like a, a pork roll, egg and cheese, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like spam or something yeah, like that. I'd yeah. Imagine. Yeah. It's definitely not healthy, but like. So good. So like It'll I don't cure any hangover. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I won't. So no judgment on the fried bologna because I or fried jumbo, excuse me, uh, <laughs> because I feel like, you know, I see your fried jumbo and I raise you a pork roll sandwich. Yeah, yeah. it's it's so true. Um, but, but back to JD, too. Like, I think like first of all, I'm like, what a lucky guy you are to act with Amy Adams, like in her prime. And oh. I, I think that there's so much of him that is that embodies that sweet boy and just like he's such a good boy even though he's like a man obviously when he grows up too but like he there is something about like always defending his mother no matter what too it's like there's this you know theme running theme of like allegiance to your family it's like that that scene with glenn close and young jd with the basketball that he's throwing against the wall too Mm -hmm. and family's all you got or family is like the only thing that I can't remember. Yeah, the only something, thing that matters. Yeah, yeah, that's worth a goddamn or something. Yeah, like that. uh-huh. some sort of mama phrasing there. Um, yeah, but she yeah, has I, those I, lines. I, yeah, like yeah, we're hill is, people. We respect our dead. It's you do oh for family. God. She has those those family crest lines. She likes to say yes. Yeah, I thought that was also a really like beautiful glimpse into how you know, as far as just everyone on the side of the road taking their hats off and just like taking a moment. There is something really, as much as I'm like a curmudgeon that doesn't, you know, like sort of walks faster when my neighbor's coming out of their car and I don't want to say hi, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, there is really something reassuring about having that sense of community and and knowing that like there is that like thread of, um, like at the beginning, like everyone has your back and everyone, you know, I, I imagine after that, like everyone's bringing casseroles over to the house, yeah. you know, yeah, um, which is very sweet. It it is very easy to look at these kind of communities and and think, oh, they're just they're poor, just scraping by. There's no work. Like you're just seeing the sad side of things. But I think yeah. there's also that potential of like a sense of community and that everybody knows each other. And and when someone like Papa dies, like people whether they knew him or not like there's that recognition of like you know respecting the dead and um and and there's something kind of nice about that like the idea that oh you know there would be people who've known him or known this family for for you know 20 30 years that yeah are bringing casseroles over later and i think that that seems kind of nice like oh wow like they they might all be in the middle of nowhere but they all have like a strong sense of community yeah i think that um even though he was a son of a bitch, you know what I mean? Like, he was not a good man. Like, there is something about, uh, I guess, like, the roots of community and, like, remembering the good, I guess, too. Because, like, like yeah, there is a respect, like like Glenn says in the back of that car. Um, she looks so great. That's the Estelle Getty shot. The oh. Dublin oh, yes, yes. <laughs> well, in that scene, that cemetery scene, like, that, there was the moment. Oh, yes. The scene of Glenn walking and crying behind the the casket i was like okay yep. give, her, give her the fucking oscar this i know i was like why isn't anyone helping her but mama also doesn't need help at right. the same time like why isn't any i wanted Lindsay to step in and just like take her arm and just like 
walk her down the walk her down the walk aisle. Down the I'm aisle. thinking of that. I'm thinking of that Sex in the City episode yep. where Miranda's mom dies. Yep, yep, yep. And Carrie <laughs> steps in and, st- and oh. walks with her, which is a great scene. You know, in a yes, show, I've, great I've scene. often maligned. That's a great moment. Yes. Uh, oh, it's such a good moment. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I loved that. Just that that micro moment of Mamaw like walking and crying, and like watching that like from an acting standpoint, I was like, Glenn, this is. This is great work. You, this is such a great moment. Like you are selling the shit out of this. I. Oh yes. That's when she won it for me. Was just that mm-hmm. little micro moment. And also, just like when Papa does pass away, and she kind of, oh, when she walks up to him in that chair, yeah. it is so. What a complicated relationship that they probably had, and like who knows what that. And they lived in separate houses, and I don't know when that happened, and in, in their in the course of their marriage too, mm-hmm. but like forgive it forgiveness i guess is it's it's so it's such an interesting it's like it's it's almost just as complicated as grief in a way too um, yeah as far as like how to forgive someone for making your life so difficult and unbearable at times but also like that there is love still underneath that and like kind of reconciling with that like when that when your when your partner does pass away too it's like that that there's still grief there that yeah. she was able to grieve for him was just really beautiful yeah yeah it's i mean it i would imagine that in the book you know and that's always the case with these books turned into movies is that there's just so many details they can't cover and i would imagine we get a much deeper understanding of their relationship and the complexities of it and Mm -hmm. and i think that's it's sort of fascinating that there there are in the many years they were in each other's lives there were times where they loved each other and times where they were close. And then there were times where she set them on fire, you know, and yes. And having that kind of history with someone not to romanticize like that kind of toxic relationship, but it's, I have to imagine that like, whether it's good or it's bad or it's been both or highs or lows, I think at the end of that relationship, it's a huge loss and that it was just a huge part of your life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's complicated. Yeah. It really is. Um, I, I want to talk, just because I mentioned her at the beginning, I want to talk about Pool Woman. Yes. <laughs> just yeah. really briefly. Absolutely. I loved her. So there's a moment, there's a, a pivotal scene, really, where Amy Adams and, and young JD get into this, like, I almost said scrap, but it's more than a scrap for sure. It's it's scary, to yeah. be honest, like how, how she's acting as far as her anger issues and hitting him. And he runs to this, they're in the car and he like, topples out of the car and just runs to the nearest house and we meet pool woman <laughs> pool woman is who is just ready ready like ready to do a couple days worth of work on hillbilly elegy yes uh, yes played by i don't know how to pronounce this zella Averdopoulos. perfect we'll yeah. say that yes uh i you know it's so funny i was so grateful that she like immediately was like didn't question him. It was just like, yep, get in the house. Like that was such an interesting nuance that she didn't, she wasn't suspicious. It was almost like, oh, this kind of shit happens, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's, I think that's, no, go, continue. Sorry. Interrupting. No. You. Yeah. That, that was, that was all my, all my thoughts on that was like, this shit happens. And so she, she reacts to it. I mean, we see it as well in the, in the scene when Amy Adams, you know, is out in the street screaming is, you know, when Mamaw says, oh, you know, some crazy shit going on with one of these neighbors. Like we see a lot of, of potential domestic abuse and distress going on among these people. And so 
this is probably not the first time that pool woman has encountered, you know, some kind of yeah, boys just running into her driveway. Yeah, this again. Seeking refuge. Yeah. Sanctuary. Let me guess. Um, your mom's trying to kill you. Come on in. I got, I got dogs. Cookies. Come yeah. on in. Yeah. The dogs don't um, bite. Yeah. Yeah. Here, give him a treat. Yeah. I, I just, like you said, she without hesitating, he's like, my mom's trying to kill me. She's like, get in the house. I loved her bathing suit. It was yes. so 90s-tastic. It's like my mom had that exact bathing suit. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like fiddling with her like boom box when the scene started and just... How she just, she was ready for everything. He was like, where am I? And she's like, 345, da 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 And then mm-hmm. she just like, without hesitating. I loved <clears throat> the the urgency of it, but also like, how does, how does she know? It, it, I questioned it because it was, like we said, it just happened so quickly and everything worked out so well. That, and the cop was there within seconds. I don't know. Yeah, I think the cop is driving by when this all... That's what I thought. I was like, did I see a cop car drive by earlier in that scene? Okay, great. Yeah, and I think that's... Because I also was like, wow, that... Boy, boy, did the cops move move fast in this town. But I think he was driving by when JD was running away, and then JD calls Mama, and then the cop just kind of followed followed the scent and called for backup. Uh, But yeah, I, I agree. I like that she just, like... She just went into like emergency mode. She knew what he needed. She got on the phone. She repeated the address. Uh, the and the thing... corgi gag is great. Oh, Sorry, the corgi ahead. gag was great. Yeah, I yeah, it gave I've her got like dogs. It, yeah, they, they bite and it cuts to them looking harmless in the kitchen. Oh, they're so cute. Uh, but yeah, like she was given this whole like little inner narrative in the details mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed. Yeah, you were gonna say the only thing. Oh, the only thing like you were saying. Yes, the only thing that I disagreed with was like lady close the door don't just close same. the same said the same thing yeah. but then we wouldn't have like she needed to get in the house and yes. i get that just for like a you know for the sake of the plot she right only yeah right I'll or at least it. like yeah or at least like make it seem like she's you know time it perfectly where she is just about to lock the door mm-hmm. and she's and then she comes in and stuff too but um we got what we needed from pool woman i love pool her. woman yeah she was great uh, I would watch a little movie just about what's Pool Woman's life. Like, what, yeah, what great. does that woman do? You know, what's her everyday look like, you know? Yeah. Um. Well, Colin, I, I know we're like kind of rounding out and we're kind of near the end here too. So I want to pose the question, is this, what are your predictions for these two women? I know it's hard to tell. I know we haven't really seen what's out there. Yeah, I, realistically, what does this look like for you as far as like wins? I they'll probably both be nominated. I think we can definitely say that. I think they'll both be nominated. I think, and I I'm with you. I have not read a lot of the reviews. The only thing I'd really seen was I guess some people were criticizing that the movie or maybe the book. I don't know. I think people were like, "Oh, but is JD Republican? Should I be liking this?" Like, I think some people were going oh. there. So I don't, you know, that's that. I don't care about any of that. I'm here for the performances. I'm not here sure. for the politics. I, I don't think. I think that Amy Adams and Glenn Close will definitely be nominated for Golden Globes. I yes. think. Uh, I'd be shocked if they weren't both nominated for Oscars. But I feel like Glenn is definitely gonna get nominated for an Oscar because, like, it's a. It's just like. It just makes sense. Whether they yeah. both win, I, I, 
I would be very surprised if Amy Adams won. And that's not seeing all the other performances. It's just yeah. knowing that Viola Davis is is waiting in the wings. Um, I could see Glenn winning. I could see Glenn winning. It's weird. Like in the sort of fantasy narrative of Oscars mattering or, or reflecting anything or, you know, meaning anything, uh, I guess there's a part of me that was like, I love the fantasy of Glenn finally winning the Oscar for Sunset Boulevard, you know? Yes. I, the full circle moment. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, this is terrible to say because literally our podcast is dedicated to best supporting actresses, but there's something about her winning her first Oscar as best supporting actress. Finally that I'm like, okay, well she got an Oscar. Yeah. Is that I terrible? Mean, it's a great no sacrilegious to what we love and and celebrate here at this podcast is like <laughs> i know yeah i think you. glenn deserves all of the glory and all of the honor of winning best actress the kind of glory and honor that halle berry felt sure. i mean granted it's a different context but you know what i mean like the, the sandra bullock or you know uh uh, Julia Roberts winning for Aaron Brockovich. There's something about the prestige that people put around the best actress of the year mm-hmm. that, and there, I think the reason why we have this podcast that I don't think best supporting actress gets, you know? Sure. It's like Viola. Like I, that mm-hmm. role in fences when she won the Tony is a leading role. Like there's, but if it, Absolutely. You know, if it if it meant that she could win the best, like if they put her in supporting, if it meant that she could win, like, yes, by all means, right. do it. Um, right. Yeah, I I would sorry. Continue. Is there anything else you wanted to add to That's, that prediction? Those are my Colin? those are my thoughts. Those are my predictions. I I'm sure there'll, there'll be a a ton of nominations in, in terms of the Critics Choice and Screen Actors Guild and all that. I'd be shocked if they didn't get awards. You know, if they didn't yeah. sweep some of those categories. But that being said, it it all depends on who else is in the running at this point. Because as you said, like during a week year these two would be the shoe-ins but i don't think oh, it's gonna yeah. be a week year yeah no i don't think so um i m- as far as my predictions yes i i it's probably almost identical to yours it's like i i want glenn to win i think that she should win for this it's like i said going back to the Dern principle or mm-hmm. the Dern theory um yes by all means yes give her this oscar there there is enough to work with there is there is commitment and as far as it being that sort of like lavana from itania melissa leo from the fighter sort of uh, mm-hmm. transformation yeah it fits right in next to them so yeah. i and there's something about especially like the dublin zoetrope of it all i guess uh, of like glenn winning an oscar during like covid right you know what i mean oh for totally. her not to get it's like how we felt about Catherine o'hara it's like we wanted her to have that moment on the stage and just be recognized but like just to see it yeah be like yes isn't she incredible this finally is happening and for glenn to win a best supporting oscar in the midst of a pandemic maybe at her home yeah. with her dogs yeah you know exactly. like i i kind of love it like keon was saying last night too he's like he's like i i felt bad for glenn when she didn't win, you know, for the uh, the fa- uh, for the wife, um, but you know, Glenn's had a great career. I-, I wonder how Glenn feels about all of it. You know, like I'm sure she wants it just as much as the next actress too. But Glenn's gonna be fine, everyone. You know, I she'll I'd... be fine. She is, yeah, like she is so uh like she's that's... got Instagram. You know, yeah, she's got Instagram. <laughs> she could win awards every day for her Instagram videos for that video of her th- remembering New York. The, that rock. <laughs> Notre Dame, Notre yeah. Dame. Uh, it just. <laughs> 
I, I, yeah, I feel like that is kind of the irony of it is that like Glenn would finally end up winning her Oscar and not getting the pomp and circumstance and acceptance speech and the yes. standing ovation and all that that we want. Like that's, yeah. I less want the Oscar and I more want the moment at the Oscars, you know? Yeah, in a way, in a way. And I, I think like everything that you said as far as like the trajectory, trajectory, excuse me, of how do I, like, Maybe Amy Adams will win the Globe and Glenn will win the Oscar. You know what I right, mean? Like, I, right. I wonder if it's one of those situations, too, because, I mean, well, it's it's going to... Go ahead. Go. I was going to yeah. say, you know, for the Golden Globes, Best Actress is split musical and, or comedy and drama. So Viola yeah. could get musical Ooh. and Amy gets drama. I love that. Yes. Yeah. And I think... But I don't know what else is out. I, I know I've been hear, hearing a lot about Mank, uh, specifically Amanda Seyfried. Which oh. is crazy to me, like, okay. her, like that she would be nominated for that. But I don't know anything else about that movie. And I know Nomadland, as far as like leading actress, oh. that's that's another one, Colin. I forgot about Frances, Frances. McDormand back again. Yeah, it's a it's leading actress is it's stacked, and yeah. I think a lot of people are leaning actually towards Frances. At least the videos that I watched, like that's a month ago on YouTube, all those like people trying to predict stuff. But it's it's heating yeah. up. Yeah, that was the one that I remember being kind of the first big contender that I read about was was Frances McDormand. So yeah, and Nomadland. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, huh. But like we said, great problem to have. We love to see it. Whoop! Totally knocked down my snowman. Well, <laughs> on my desk. Yeah, the, the war on Christmas begins. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's. It, I, I if anything, I mean, we got some great lady performances, and I think. I'm okay with Hillbilly Elegy kind of settling on the on the cat on the shelf and in the catalog as a movie with great lady performances. If that's what people remember from it, it's not a bad way to remember it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yay. What? Oh, great. <laughs> well, Hillbilly Elegy. I mean, you know, I I'm just looking at there's like this this still of of Mamaw sitting on the porch and and Bev sitting next to her and it it's making me think of that shot from from Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf of Best Actress, Best Supporting Actress, that picture. I'm like, yes, I love, I love that. I love the idea that like there's that one scene, you know, when they are having that confrontation after the scene at Pool Woman's house where they're like face to face. It's like such a trailer moment where it's like the side, we get like the side view of them facing each other. And I'm like, yes, Best Actress, Best Supporting. t-shirt like down to her knees, like past her knees. I was like, where do I get a shirt like that? Because I want it. Yeah, that looks that that's something you can sleep in, you can live in, you can shop in. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Ugh. But uh yeah, we'll see what happens. Um but yeah. Yeah, hillbilly elegy. Mm. Uh well that was fun. Um and that of course, uh that leads us to our last segment of the episode, which of course is our best our best. Our how many times <laughs> have I done this? Our their BSA <laughs> of the week. He's overwhelmed. Uh, I'm overwhelmed. Uh our BSA of the week, which of course is a performance or an actor or a food or a song or a thing or anything in our lives that is acting as the best supporting actress of our lives this week. Uh, so what do you got in terms of BSAs? Um, first, I wanted to give a shout out just because a member of the queer community has made a huge announcement yesterday. We have, welcome to the world, Elliot Page. Oh yeah, I know, I read I just wanted to yeah. yeah. I mean, in this case, I guess it is a Best Supporting Actor moment as opposed to a Best Supporting Actress. Yeah. I'm super happy for him. Um, sort of like in ways, 
a big monumental announcement as far as like visibility and seeing a trans man who is like in the spotlight. And mm-hmm. I, I know we have Caitlyn Jenner and obviously there are some uh, problematic things with like maybe her views and uh, that's a whole other can of worms. But um, but this is really exciting. I'm super excited for him. I, I love how everything's like already updated. Um, like yeah. IMDB is updated and Wikipedia is updated and to kind of correct uh not only the name but the pronouns too so i'm i'm super excited uh to see that and to see um hopefully that like he can help other people and maybe uh, help other people see that this is this is normal and this is okay and um that that uh, there's strength in making this decision too i'm i'm just overwhelmed and super happy for him yeah i i saw there were i guess you know like the apple news app kind of has sure articles from different sources and they had you know there was an article from fox news covering this and i was like oh let's see how fox news addresses this and i was really surprised how like progressive they were about it and and using he pronouns and um kind of following yeah sort of following the way that people are are you know talking about digesting people and digesting Mm -hmm. it it's like i was like wow that's that's something i did not expect to see like Suddenly, towards the end of 2020, Fox News is like not the. I'm I'm not like suddenly. I know, like, yeah. Fine. This is not a. This isn't like an endorsement an of Fox endorsement. News. <laughs> but there's like, well, geez, uh, uh, boy, are you trying? Are you trying to turn a leaf? Did that did that whole you know now that now that Trump has rejected you, are you like okay, guys? Like you're right. We were being kind of ridiculous. Um, yeah. But like, I mean, well, I'm sh- you know, I, I'm sure Fox News will continue to be Fox News. But I was just very surprised to see Fox News towing the line of, of yes. uh, you know, pronouns and, and whatnot. Yeah, it's great. Um, and as far as my BSA of the week, and I don't I'm wondering if we might have the same one, Colin. But if we don't, that's also fine, because it leads into possibly our episode next week. My BSA of the week is Mary Holland, who plays Jane in Happiest Season. Yeah. And I am to kind of uh, Happiest Season, which I'm not sold on that title. I have no idea why that movie is called that. Yeah. I feel what do you like, think? I don't know. And I feel like it had a different title. I feel like I read that somewhere and then it changed. I'm going to look that up real quick because I agree. It was like, okay. it's it's hard to remember yeah. Happiest Season. Like I wanted, my friend Stacy called it Happiest Place and like right. in the text and I was like yeah it's like it's one of those moms everywhere are going to get that confused right and I could barely remember it yeah I know moms are, are happiest Christmas everything, happiest but... holiday yeah best uh, holiday I don't I... see I mean, maybe I was wrong but yeah happiest season I uh, I mean I feel like why not just call it like make the yuletide gay you know yeah I, I feel like there was opportunity for something else there or like Obviously not home for the holidays, but something. Right. Um, Homo the for mo- the holiday. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in a movie that has its, you know, its flaws and also like some really great moments, I'd say the highlight, the biggest takeaway is Mary Holland as Jane. I watched it on Saturday, I think, with uh, with Keon. And um, I... It's it's giving me Melissa McCarthy energy from Bridesmaids. It's 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 that one performance that kind of sticks out and is so kooky and original and sort of weird and she gets like a moment at the end where she gets to kind of talk through tears. It gave me everything I wanted and I want to see more of her. Yeah, I uh I certainly agree. I 
I, she like jumped out at me right away. I was like, oh, oh yes, the same sort of Melissa McCarthy and Bridesmaids feeling. I'm like, oh, you're yeah. playing on your own frequency. I thought she was great. I I enjoyed Happiest Season. Was, yeah, that might be a worth doing an episode because I think there's there's a couple other BSAs worth discussing but sure. she is the bsa of that movie. yes yes yeah. yes 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 i i loved her i i never every time she was on the screen i was excited uh which is yeah. you know the definition of a bsa right that's us. yeah that's that's the idea is like when she's on the screen you can't look away and when she's gone you're like huh so when's when's jane coming back do you know yeah. the jane moment coming yeah yes um, um so that is my bsa of the week and she co-wrote the movie I know, and yeah. I love that. Um, I love that. Oh, and I love that article you sent me from like the Baltimore oh, yeah. Examiner or whatever. I, how they just like the, the whole idea was of um, is Happiest Season actually a thriller and how it a follows. horror movie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like Jane is like the kooky aunt who lives in the attic, and I was like, yeah, that's yes, very accurate. It's uh, all there. Yeah, there's a world where Happiest Season is is like some version of Get Out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. 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 Um, yeah, I, I would, I would be down to do an episode on happiest season. I feel like that could be a fun, a, a fun, deeper dive. Um, yeah, it fits our like early December Christmas vibes. Yeah. I yeah. It in, I feel, you know, it's topical. People are interested in it, you know? Yes. Um, yeah, I, uh, certainly one of my nominees was happiest season. I figured we would talk, we would come up at least in some form on this episode. Yeah. Um, my, my BSA of the week is another Hulu movie. Hulu is, is you know, turn it out. Uh, it was this thriller called Run, starring Sarah Paulson, who I normally Ooh. don't run for, uh, and a newcomer named Kira Allen. And it's all about Sarah Paulson plays this woman who has been raising her daughter, who's now, I think, like... 16 or 17 or or no she's about to go to college so she's like 17 turning 18 soon um and she has been raising her daughter in isolation you know in this like house you know off in the you know the middle of nowhere uh for her entire life her daughter has a series of health issues she has asthma she's in a wheelchair um you know so she's very much reliant on her mother uh and then through like a series of events uh the the daughter, I think her name is Chloe, starts to figure out that there's something amiss here, and she, mm. and you know, she the the one of the medications she has seems seems suspect, and so she starts to explore it, and I, it's one of those movies that I think it's I think it is smart, and I think it has thought through all the details, but it's best to not worry too much about it and just sit back and enjoy it because it is yeah. <clears throat> Oh my God. There were so many moments in this movie where I was like yelling at the screen and like <laughs> pulling my legs up on the couch and like sitting up and like, get out of there. And yes. it is so much fun. I, I had such a good time with run. I couldn't look away. It has so many great set pieces. Uh, Kira Allen is great in her like first role. She has some really great moments. Sarah Paulson, I'll give it to her. She, she really, you know, uh, she does a great job as this like crazy mother. It's and the ending. Oh my god, the ending is I clapped like it was just <laughs> such a great stinger of an ending. I Ooh. highly recommend it. There's no, <clears throat> I don't think there's any jump scenes like classic jump scenes. It would be a very tense experience for you to watch, but it's not. Yeah. 
violent. It's not bloody. Um, suspenseful for sure though so suspenseful oh my god i uh i loved it i highly recommend run it was such a good experience is it is it sort of like the the, like the munchausen by proxy then a little bit of that it seems to be the flavor of the month like with all these movies coming out yeah it's it definitely is navigating into the act territory absolutely okay yes okay um it's yeah it's funny hulu seems to love the idea of, of yeah mothers convincing their daughters they're really sick yeah exactly yeah yes um so yeah, so I uh, I highly recommend running Great. to Hulu to watch Run. <laughs> yeah. yeah, running to Run, Run to Run, uh, yes. and we are gonna run to the end of this episode because we're being played off. Oh. We're being played off. Uh, so before we're uh, we're sent off stage, where uh, where can folks find more of you? Yeah, they can find more of me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Nick Kochanov. How about you? You can find more of me on All Right Mary. You can find me on In the Details, a celebration of nuance. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. Uh, and of course, you can get in touch with both of us in a best supporting capacity on Twitter at BSA Pod. Yeah, you can send us emails with your thoughts as well about Glenn and Amy. Also, what are your opinions? We need to know. Join the conversation. You can email us at the bsa pod at gmail.com yeah and uh we'll see what happens next week it could be happiest season it could be something else but yeah, uh gonna play it uh, feel it out i was gonna say um and yeah. I, we didn't thank um as far as thank yous for this episode too we did not mention his name once but ron howard who directed this movie yeah ron howard thanks potsy ron yeah 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 his name richie richie cunningham oh uh, was he richie he's not potsy <laughs> That's okay. Sorry, Ron. Who is Potsy? I know. I'm sure he Always did a something Richie, never a Potsy. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah it's my life story. Um, <laughs> well, a big thank you to Potsy, to Glenn Close. A sentence I never got to think I'd ever say ever. A big thank you to Potsy and Glenn Close. Uh, Amy Adams. To Hans Zimmer. Yes. Hans Zimmer. Hans, we hear you, Hans. We hear you. Pool woman. Oh, the biggest thank you to pool woman. Yes. Yes, Gabriel Basso for just being a beautiful hunk of man yes. in this movie. Yes. Frida Pinto, we'll throw her in there. We'll throw her in there because, hey, it was nice to see her. And, yes. um, you know, and a big yeah. thanks to Mamaw for the memory of Mamaw. Yes, uh, to all the Mamaws out there. To all the Mamaws. This one's yes. for you. Yes. Uh, and that, as they say, is that. <laughs> <laughs>